All right, we're going to do another buy or sell, but this time we're going to do specific point guards, and we're looking at the uh, top 50 point guards ranked by NBA 2K20. There's a couple on the list that um, I definitely don't like, nor definitely doesn't like. And we are going to go through them. Not the entire list, obviously. That would take forever. But we're going to pick a couple out and just debate and see where we get at. Um, all right. Um, all right, let's get started. All right, we're doing uh, – Buy or sell. I'm going to go top of the list. Um, as of right now, I don't think it's much debate. Um, might be for you, but we have the top point guard in the <laughs> league, um, uh, according to NBA 2K20's uh, recent ratings. And it is Steph Curry, and he is he had a rating of 95. Oh, my God. LeBron has a rating of 97. He's the overall player in the game. But Steph Curry has a rating of 95. Huh, well – I mean, they're, they're completely different players, uh, but I, I, I think that, you know, in regards to him being the top point guard in the league, well, what do you, how are you rating that? I mean, he's an incredible three-point shooter. There's no doubt he's probably the best three-point shooter of all time. But as far as point guards go, you know, I, I would, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, there's not a lot, you know, not a lot to really say, against him except that I think Chris Paul is just a better overall point guard in terms of you know passing and uh, just controlling the game and the flow and the being a coach on the floor I think he's an actual you know traditional point guard Steph Curry's kind of this new age uh, you know uh, this modern type of player that's just that's transforming the way basketball is played and and uh, I can't argue with him being at the top of some list, but the top of the like a pure point guard list, I wouldn't put him at the top. Yeah, I mean his his style is, um, you know, coming off two double screens, catch and shoot. Yeah. Um, you know, he can get to the basket pretty well, not great. Um, right. And his handles are, you know, really good. So, um, but I think ninety five is good. I think he's going to have another great season. He doesn't have Durant. Um, Clay's going to be out, so it's going to be all on him. So I think he's going to have to just shoot it up even more. So I think right. his points, his stats are going to be great. I don't know if the wins will come as uh, easy and seamlessly as they used to, but I, uh, I'm i still buying Steph stock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So buying his stock. Yeah, I'm buying. I'm, well, I don't know, man. I mean, his stock is – I don't know if it, get, if it can get any higher. It's, it's pretty incredible what he's done. But Yeah, but uh, his, stats can, his stats are going to improve this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's like buying, some, uh, buying Apple stock, right? I mean, you think that yeah. – go up uh, even though it's been so successful right um, um, all right let's look at uh all right we got another, another player going to another team uh Kyrie Irving going to Brooklyn um he was supposed to be paired up with KD but KD's injured so he'll be out for like the entire year so it's just gonna be Kyrie um and I believe didn't Al Horford go to Brooklyn uh Al Horford I thought he retired but could could be wrong. Yeah, I don't he, know. he went he went somewhere. I don't know. Um, but all right, yeah. So it's Kyrie or Kyrie Kyrie. Uh, he went to uh, Brooklyn. New team. They have him rated. Um, let me see. They have him rated as ninety one. Um, what do you think? So <laughs> he's, he's gonna have another good year. Are you buying it or are you thinking? Well, how uh, how would you assess his uh, his year with the Celtics last year? I mean, stats wise, it was great. 
Um, he put up good numbers. Unfortunately, though, he – I mean, the team just didn't didn't come out the way they wanted. They weren't gelling. There was no chemistry. It was basically when it's Kyrie's turn to shoot and stuff, it was his turn. Everybody else just kind of did their own thing. The first, first like, couple of 30 games was good. And then it kind of teetered off, and he got all weird. And um, I didn't – I didn't like what I saw uh, from yeah. the Celtics. They just, they just didn't look like – they were supposed to be, like, you know, coming out of the East, the favorites, and they did not look like that at all during the season. Well, I mean, they ended up finishing strong, though, right? I mean, they went to the playoffs and made, yeah. made some noise uh, in the East. I mean, he did, he did well. Right, right. He, yeah, he, he – uh, you know, I, I thought – Right. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm going to be honest, I didn't really follow him that closely. I, d- I do know that he uh, he made some public statements uh, expressing regret about his desire to leave LeBron James and kind of do it all on his own. He realized how hard it was to do it yeah. on his own. But uh, he, at the same time, uh, I think his stock's going to go up on, on the Nets. I mean, he, he's an incredible player. I, I love watching him with the Cavs. He really was... Uh, the real reason why they the Cavs have won their only championship, and uh, he's he's just a, he's a clutch player. He knows how to uh, distribute well. He's a he's a very he's very much uh, he he has some old school skills that uh, that really make him a, a great traditional point guard. And, and I, yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna do great, especially when Kevin Durant can, gets healthy. Uh, I, I see his stock going nowhere but up, assuming that he can stay healthy too. So, you know. I, I, I'm buying a stock. Yeah, I'm buying it. Um, he, same same reason with Steph. He's kind of going to be the only one there. It was DeAndre Jordan. He's the one that's joining. Um, with DeAndre Yeah, so it'll be KD, Kyrie, and DeAndre Jordan, uh, which I don't think yeah. makes a huge difference. Uh, but. Yeah, yeah, I think he's kind of falling off yeah. the cliff. All right, let's go. Uh, all right, we're going to start getting to the, the interesting ones. Um, all right, so we have – we're doing the buy and sell, and but I really want to look into. Well, let's step away from that just for a bit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two ranking, two two players, and I want you to guess where uh, they're ranked within the top 50 point guards. Okay, good, good deal. Uh, Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young. <sighs> point guard from Atlanta. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing he's probably in the top. He's probably ranked around 30. Believe it or not, he is 13. 13? Yeah. Uh, they have him. That This is stupid, but they have. So the way it goes, he is above Jamal Murray from Denver. He's below Eric Bledsoe. Uh, huh. But he's above Kyle Lowry. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. I know. And he's above, uh, let's see, Lonzo Ball, which is, that makes sense, Lonzo Ball. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, how you, how do they put Trey Young above Kyle Lowry? I know. I And, you know, to be honest, I, I really know very little about Trey Young, except for that he's the uh, point guard for the Atlanta Hawks, which I just exactly. found out. He's not. He's terrible. <laughs> so I don't, I don't I mean, is he is he like what? What are his points per game? Uh let's see. He's he's like a, a Steph Curry two point kind of thing, or he tries to be. Um, <laughs> he just jacks up those threes. 
But does he hit them? I mean, what, what, what are his uh, stats? What are his percentages? Let me get research on that. Hold on one sec. Trey Young stats into Google. Okay. Um, he had about 19 points a game. Three-point percentage is about 32%. Uh, oh. percentage, 41%. Uh, okay. He had eight assists, three rebounds. Oh. All right. Well, no good numbers. Seems like he's a high volume shooter, uh, and uh, doesn't make a huge percentage. But sounds like he's pretty solid. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know a lot about him, but it sounds like from those stats, uh, he probably has to do it all in the land. I don't know how much support he has around him. So, yeah, I don't think he's better than Kyle Lowry at all. Um, and it sounds like he takes a lot of shots, hits a few of them. And uh, has to play that way. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I haven't watched him play personally, but considering that the Hawks are not that good, um, yeah, I think that's 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 not a good spot for him to land. Yeah. Uh, so, I, uh, yeah, and I don't uh, buy. I don't buy a lot of Trey Young stock anyway. So, um, <laughs> all right, let's go with your uh, your boy Drew Holiday. Oh, dude. Okay. Well, his stock has nowhere to go but up, in my opinion, because he's. Uh, joining or having a super team join him with uh, Zion and and JJ Redick, a few of the other guys you mentioned the uh, two podcasts ago. So I mean that's that's just <laughs> Mr. Alonzo Ball and uh, you know who Brandon Ingram. And so it's it's uh, it's great. I think he's a uh, he's already a stud. I mean I, I think he's just an underrated player uh, to begin with, but. Man, I, I would rank him, you know, I would definitely above Trey Young. So uh, I don't know. I'd put him in uh, maybe uh, yeah, ten or eleven. Eleven. They give him an eighty-six ranking. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think I think he's. Uh, I think like yeah, like you said, he's gonna have a big year if the the pieces from L.A. come together. Um, but yes, I don't know. I don't. Be- I don't believe in the pieces. But no, but even even I mean, we just got the uh, the Utah Center, the the Jazz Center. You heard about favors. him? Your favors? Yeah, I mean, he was good like ten years ago, man. Uh, oh, that's not, is that true? I don't. I don't. Five, I heard five, five years ago, he was, he was good. Five years ago. Okay, well, I uh, I I can't really fact check you there, <laughs> but I think from what I've heard, <laughs> from what I heard, he's gonna he's gonna be a beast. So. That he was a top player on the Jazz for a little while, so I, I think. So all these pieces coming around Drew Holiday, man. I mean, he's just—he's already a stud, and he's a very unselfish player. I think he's just stocks going to rise as as the Pelicans win a few titles. It can't hurt him. Let's see. We got um, a player. This is my favorite, my personal favorite point guard. Um, just just got Jeremy traded. Lynn. No, not no. Stop talking. No, God no. Uh, I did like his documentary though. That was good. I, I liked Jeremy Lin's documentary, Lin Sanity. It was uh, yeah, it I was didn't... good, man. He did a good job with it. Yeah, I I don't know if I saw that documentary, but I, I definitely lived through Lin Sanity, and I and I loved every bit of it. You're the, you're the one that recommended uh, it to me, Norman. Yeah, you're really? like, hey, you should like hey, Do- Alex, you know, watch the the Lin Sanity documentary. It's really good. 
Oh, maybe he's, I, he's yeah, like maybe like, I, I saw. Like I need faith in Jesus or whatever. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I need. I need a. I know. I read some books on him and stuff, but I had to. Yeah, I had to wrap my memory. Uh, that's really cool. I love, love to see it. I really respect him. He's a great guy. But um, yeah. I need a. Sorry, man. I guess my mind's just blanking out. <laughs> it's all right. But no, the guy that I'm talking about. He's been, you know, unappreciated, underrated his entire career. Um, just got traded to Utah, the one and only Mike Conley. Oh, no. He's so good, man. He's so good. <laughs> they got him at nine. They got him at number nine, gave him an 87 rating, which is respectable. But, oh, I mean, look, they put D'Angelo Russell ahead of him. They put Chris Paul ahead of him. What are they thinking? Well, he's on the Warriors now. Chris Paul, yeah, absolutely. Talk about disrespected point guards. Uh, he should be number one. No, but no, no, yeah, I, I, he didn't even play last year. He's not going to be number one. Number two, he's not Mike Conley. Well, he's so much better than Chris Paul right now. That's not true. Well, yeah, because he's like he's like three years younger, right? I mean, he he's a I, I don't know. I, they're they're different style players, man. But their their playing style is different. But Chris Paul, you I mean you, you just the whole intro you gave to introducing. Mike Conley, I mean, that's what Chris Paul's been. He's been disrespected his whole career. Uh, he hasn't been given a fair shake. The players hate him. I don't get it. You know, I, I personally don't I get hate it. hate him because he's a but, jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just think he's a little intense. Uh, but that can be misconstrued. And they, they put, they put uh, but John he, Wall ahead of both of them. They put John Wall five, who barely played at all last year. Look, John Wall is good, but he's – John Wall is no Mike Conley. <laughs> And definitely, no, John, he doesn't belong up there. He, he can't shoot. control the offense. He just runs fast. Exactly. Exactly. He's just an athletic freak. Um, and so, and Chris Paul, I mean, man, he's just, I, I can talk on and on about Chris Paul. I mean, I watched him for five years in New Orleans. But um, but Mike Conley, Mike Conley, he's a solid point guard. Solid. He's uh, one of the top he, point guards in the league. He, uh, here's the list right here, right? Uh, There's Steph Curry, okay. Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving. Those three I would put above Mike Conley. But after that, it goes Russell, John Wall, Kimba, and Chris Paul, and then D'Angelo. Mike Conley's better than all of those guys. I don't know about that. I, I, I uh, His stats dropped last year, right? I mean, he's just not the same. He was injured for a little bit last year, but then he came back. And, no, he was good, man. He's a good point guard. He controls the game. He's lefty. He's fast to the paint. Um, he can actually hit a three. I don't see Russell hitting threes. Uh, Kimmy can hit a shot every. Kimmy can hit a shot, but um, and Kimmy's a little bit more athletic. But no one controls the game like Mike Conley. The way him and Mark, yeah, I mean, he totally dissect teams. They played at a slow pace. The pick and roll. Oh my gosh, he was so good. Well, I mean, Chris Paul does. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I like, I do like Mike Conley for those reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would put him above this. Part those point guards except for Chris Paul um honestly because there's no one that does what exactly what you described better than Chris Paul <laughs> but but I do I do I'm being serious like this not like it's serious this guy I mean I don't think people appreciate how great Chris Paul is and maybe I you know I get a front row seat to that when I was 12 and he played here and then left mysteriously but and I I, I really uh, I, I loved Every bit of it. He's just an incredible point guard. I'll never forget him dribbling between, uh, I think, Dirk Nowinski's legs uh, 
on a fast break. It was incredible. Uh, but anyway, I, 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 Mike Conley's good. I definitely, I see your point. I put him above every of those, every one of those point guards except for Chris Paul. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. Um, Okay. All right, let's go to the bottom of the list. The bottom four, they have them ranked all at 75. It goes in, in this order. It goes 47. It goes Jeremy Lamb. Then it goes Chris Dunn, Patty Mills, and last but not least, Rajon Rondo. Goodness, how do you put Rondo last? <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I don't really get. Uh, man, Rondo is – Arguably a Hall of Fame point guard. You were one of the last Arguably. like Rondo supporters. <laughs> well, you know, I know he's old, but he—he's a he, he. I mean, do you disagree with that? You don't think he's a potential Hall of Fame candidate? I mean, no. I think he's good. I think he's going to be considered like one of the, you know, great point guards of his little of his era back in the day. But consistently, he wasn't great. He and he only comes out in the playoffs. You get playoff Rondo. That's his thing. Exactly. That's all that matters, though. No. I mean, mean, at the end of the the day, that's all that matters because you got to get through the playoffs. But during the season, that's when you got to work hard, make sure your team's gelling, uh, getting all the kinks Uh, out. That way, come playoff time, everyone can step it up. But you can't just mail it in the entire regular season and then – I mean, he's on, he's on teams that haven't even gotten to the playoffs in a while. So, we haven't even been well, able to I'll... see, like, playoff Rondo in a long time. Except for, I mean, when he was with New well, Orleans last, what, like three years ago? Yeah. No, no. He was with New Orleans uh, the year before last year. So, so just two seasons ago, uh, the season before last season, it was an incredible run that we had uh, to make the playoffs, first of all. And then to, to and then so not only did he show up at that during that final stretch of the season, but we uh, no one expected us to make the playoffs. We made the playoffs, and then we swept Portland in four games. No one expected that. Um, and then we lost. We ended up losing Golden State in the next round. But man, he was incredible. He was just just an he, you know he he is he and Drew Holiday. I mean, they just really just were a force. But he he's just a he's a smart player. He uh, he can, he controls the game well. He's a super athletic. He can get to the rim. He's not, he's never been a great shooter, but he uh, he just does so many things well. And he's a great passer. And uh, he's just and he's and he's just a competitor. Just like he has Chris Paul's competitive nature. Uh, and he's just you know he's like a coach on the floor as well. He's so smart. Uh, yeah, man. I, I think that's super disrespectful to put him at fifty. He's a he's a real. He, he, he's a real deal, man, in, in terms of the, like you said, I mean, playoff Rondo. Uh, and, I, you know, I mean, I just, I, I can go, I can go on about him. He, he's just an incredible, uh, just an incredible point guard when it, when he needs to be. Mm, well. Uh, yeah, I'd put yeah, him higher than 50. I mean, I would put him higher than 50 for sure. I just, I mean, you get what you get when you need to get Rondo. So, we'll see. Is he uh, – he's still on the Lakers, so we'll see what he does. I don't know if he'll be the backup, backing up um, LeBron, because I know LeBron, I mean, he's going to have to play the floor. He's going to have to be point. You're going to have Anthony Davis, Cousins out there at some point. Um, then you got Kuzma, I guess. Maybe he'll come off the bench. Um they got uh, they got another shooter. I forgot. What? 
I think he's a perfect point guard for that team. Mm. I thought the perfect point guard would have been Mike Conley. But there's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I can't argue with that. But yeah. uh, the perfect cheap point guard. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, like Mike, would have, he would have played defense. Uh, he doesn't need to shoot it all the time, which is perfect. He can pass the ball around. Um, yeah. Or Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons would have been great, but I know he wasn't on the the trade block very long. I, I'm still a huge Ben Simmons fan. Are you Ben 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 Simmons fan? Are you big on him? Yeah, little shoe guy. Uh, I uh, I know he's he's a he's had a great career so far. I don't I don't know exactly. Uh, you know, I know the 76ers had a great year last year, but I don't I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if I'm really completely on board with him. I don't. I don't know how well he can shoot and play consistently in this league, but um, but I do. I mean, hey, I, he's a he's a he's a huge talent. He just may not have the maturity, considering he's from LSU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't. Uh, you know what? LSU does pretty well with their players. Shaq. I mean, that's probably it. Pete Maravich. Oh, I mean basketball now, but I mean as a. Oh, yeah, he wasn't very uh, very mature back in the day. All right, um, let's uh, let's pivot just for a quick sec. Uh, let's go to uh, the NFL real quick because then the top one hundred just came out. Yeah. Um, let me. Yeah, you saw you saw number. I know. I saw Drew number two. We got Kamara. What was, what was Kamara thirteen? Michael Thomas fourteen. Something like something like that, I think. I know Michael Thomas is now the highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah, how do you feel about receiver. that? How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I have to look at our accounting records <laughs> to, <laughs> to make sure that this is a good deal for both sides. But I, I think uh, I think he's a uh, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, he's he's a bit of a diva uh, to to command that much that much money and now Julio Jones is going to try to one up him. But man, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 uh, I don't know how I feel about this, man. I mean, like Kirk cousins last year was the highest paid quarterback and you saw how his season turned out and you know, now we finally paid him. I, I guess he oh deserves God, that's it. Right. Kirk cousins was like the highest paid quarterback. Yeah. It's insane, man. So I just, I don't know how I feel about this, man. I mean, you kind of limit yourself and getting other players. He, he was he's a great receiver but the top receiver in the league i don't know i mean that's he plays with drew Brees, so yeah drew Brees can make me or you look you know decent so i, I don't know I, I i mean he he's a great player uh yeah um, but I, I mean the whole holdout situation i mean i get it um everybody does yeah. it it wasn't like out of disrespect i mean you just gotta get your money because this league is terrible and there's nothing's guaranteed and uh, if you don't oh, get it now, you're, gonna, you're not going to get it next year. If he gets hurt or anything. Well, I mean, I mean, well yeah, is that true? I mean, like he yeah, he already has millions and millions of guaranteed money. I mean, I don't. I think he's financially sound. I think every player, even a kicker, is financially sound in the NFL. I mean, you you can't really. I know. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be crying any tears for anybody that you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, as like a regular Joe on the street, yes, those guys are 
very well paid and they'll see more money than majority of the people will ever see in their lifetime. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I get the whole holdout situation. It, look, hey, you want to get paid? You're in a sport where you're at risk of injuring yourself permanently. Um, your days are always numbered. So I get it. Is he, I mean, according to top 100, there's still a couple above him. DeAndre Hopkins is technically, I guess, better. Players voted him better. Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. I mean, those three uh, receivers are, you know, ahead of Michael Thomas on the list. Now the question is, should they be? And Julio still hasn't got paid yet. Julio's holding out. So we'll, uh, we'll, wait, we'll wait and see. He's probably just going to up his number. You know what? I, I hope the, I hope they make him by far the highest player in the NFL so that you just restrict the Falcons' ability to do anything and ensure our dominance in the NFC South. Yeah, so. wasn't, uh, wasn't Drew like the highest paid quarterback at one point? Uh I don't know if he ever – maybe. I, I don't know. He was up there. But he never – you know, I, I think he's recently been willing to take pay cuts so that the Saints can sign other players, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because so, he's getting paid a lot, and now Michael Thomas is getting paid a lot, and then, what, a year or two, we got to pay Kamara? But I, guess, I know, yeah. By, but by that time, I mean, Drew's salary will be gone probably. He'll probably have retired. Oh, man, I hope not. So, uh, you know the the music we play in the beginning of the podcast? I really, I really enjoyed that. Well, what, where was that from? It's just from the app that we use, Anchor. Uh, but ah. I, I talked to my uh, yeah, I know. I talked to my other cousin James. Um, okay. From the other side of the family, and you know he's in a band, and uh, he, they're doing actually very well. They're um, stationed out of Lafayette. Uh, really, Louisiana, yeah, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, they're doing really well on Spotify. Um, their band's called oh, yeah, their band's called Magic Crawfish. They're doing a bunch of shows. Um, they're actually gaining a lot of popularity. But I talked to him and asked if we could use, you know, a few of his songs as one of our, you know, our openers. And uh, he said, oh, yeah. So he said, yeah. So hopefully this next pod will have um, a little Magic Crawfish opening. Um, start at our pod. Yeah. Wow, man, that I love it. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, keeping it uh, keeping it local, keeping it in the, the family. <laughs> I like it, man. Okay, this is this is a truly uh, cousin oriented podcast. So, why well, don't shout out to James and the Magic Conference? Yeah, man, go check him out. Yeah, we, yeah, definitely go. Discovered, fell asleep on the solstice of summer. Now I stay-